Hello, and welcome to the Prepared School Psych Podcast, a space dedicated to equipping and empowering all who champion the success of students with diverse needs. I'm your host, Jenny Ponzerich, leveraging my 20 plus years as a school psychologist, presenter, and consultant, I work alongside school psychs to provide practical strategies that can be easily implemented, which in turn will support student success. Here, we'll delve into the practical and theoretical, welcoming voices from all corners of the field, seasoned school psychologists, experienced educators, dedicated family members, and visionary leaders. Together, we'll explore evidence-based approaches, tackle real-world challenges, and uncover fresh perspectives to help each child reach their full potential. Whether you're a school psych seeking new tools, a teacher searching for effective strategies, or a special education director eager to support your groups, this podcast is your resource for insightful conversations, actionable advice, and a supportive community. So tune in, get prepared, and join us as we ignite a revolution in student support, equipping educators with the tools and knowledge to build brighter futures for every child. Welcome everyone. Well, I'm Jenny Ponzerich. I am the founder of the Prepared School Psychologist Community, and I wanted to chat with everyone today about the word dysgraphia. A couple weeks ago, I went live and we talked about the word dyscalculia and gave a couple of tips if you have parents or teachers who are utilizing that term. So I thought today we would talk about dysgraphia. So two quick tips, and then we can get on our way. (laughs) Now, when we think of the word dysgraphia, similar to when we have families or teachers who use the word dyslexia. I think one of the important first things to be thinking about is what is their definition? But specifically with the term dysgraphia, I think it's really important to be able to ask that question because even when you look at information online about this term, it kind of tends to go into two different definitions. Some people are using the term dysgraphia to talk about the motor component, the students actually having a difficulty with the motoric component of the writing process. While other times the term dysgraphia is being used to talk about a student's difficulties just getting their thoughts down on paper. And sometimes, of course, we have people who are making that reference and they mean both of those definitions. So when you have that parent letter that talks about dysgraphia, or you have that teacher who is bringing up that term, the first thing that's gonna be most important to ask is what do you mean by this term? Because those can go in two very different directions. Right? Am I going to be focusing on looking at motor skills or am I going to be focusing looking at some of the other things that are important in being able to get our thoughts out on a piece of paper? Right? Are we talking about attention issues, memory issues, executive functioning issues? Right? So we want to make sure that we are doing a thorough evaluation, but based on the actual reason for a referral. Right? What is the specific reason why we're using this term dysgraphia? Now, That's my first tip is make sure we understand what, whoever's the person who's using the term, that we understand what that definition for that person is to make sure that we, of course, are doing the best 
most thorough evaluation to answer the referral question. The second tip I have for you is in regards to many times when we are doing an evaluation, whether we're looking at the motor component or we're looking at the thoughts onto paper, sometimes we are collaborating with other assessment professionals. So for example, if we're concerned about the motor component and there was a decision to include an occupational therapist as part of the assessment team, well, as the school psychologist, many times I'm looking at some motor skills, but if you're going to be their occupational therapist, I would love to know what do you usually give? What do I not need to do, right? There's no reason for us to over test a student. So what are you going to be looking at? So I know where to focus my attention on. Right. Similarly, I know there's a lot of great tools that exist out there where we can get a more in-depth look at the writing process, whether we're talking about a tool like the test of written language or something like the Pfeiffer assessment of writing. When we look at some of those different tools that we have available to us, well, a lot of times there's possibly someone else on the assessment team who is also giving a test that's looking at writing. Right? For many of our school districts, it's our ed specialist, our special ed teachers who are evaluating writing skills, whether they're using something like the Woodcock-Johnson or the KTA or the Wyatt. So again, if we're gonna go in and do a little bit more evaluation so we can get a little uh, kind of a deeper examination of writing skills, we gotta know what's the difference between this very specific writing assessment tool versus how this is being examined through maybe more of a broad achievement battery, right? So I remember I was consulting with someone um, about the Pfeiffer assessment of math and they were questioning whether or not they should administer it. And you know, there's some great subtests that are part of that tool, but there was also a, other assessment team members that were involved. So I said, well, go talk to the occupational therapists who happen to be involved in this case and go figure out what they're planning on administering because maybe you don't need to do the motor section of the Pfeiffer assessment of math, right? There might be over testing. I said, you know, this is probably a newer test for the occupational therapist to even look at. So, you know, you might want to go sit down with your occupational therapist and be like, well, this is what the subtest that I was thinking of administering, this is what it looks at. If it's something slightly different, digging a little bit deeper, that's great. Maybe we do both want to give, you know, separate things. But in that case, what that person with that psychologist came back and said was the OT said it was almost exactly the same as what they were going to give. All right, well, we don't need to do that part then. Right. So then we were looking at the other components on that tool. And again, who else was involved in this evaluation? How were they going to look at the process of writing? Was there anything similar or different than what we were thinking of giving? And that way we can be a little bit more selective in our process and choosing the different tools that we want to be using. So those are my two quick tips for you today about looking at this term dysgraphia. Just wanted to finish up our conversation by letting you know that next month in December, we are going to take a deep dive into a conversation about dyscalculia, dysgraphia, and dyslexia so that people feel comfortable when we have parents and teachers that are utilizing that term. If you've not yet taken a look, we have a whole series of training. We did our first one this Monday, and we're going to be finishing up um, in March, and we have a variety of different topics that we're going to be 
be focusing on. If I haven't checked out all that information, go ahead and go over to my website, jennypunzerick.com, and um, look for the information about our live trainings. And as always, if you have any questions, just go ahead and there's a place right there on the website to ask your questions, and either myself or someone on my team will go ahead and respond to that. I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. That concludes another episode of the Prepared School Psych Podcast, and I hope today's discussion left you feeling not just informed, but empowered to take action. Remember, every conversation we have, every resource we share, and every student we champion builds a bridge toward a more inclusive and effective learning landscape. So tune in, share your voice, and join us as we build a collective force for impactful change. Head over to my website at jennyponzurich.com to join our vibrant community of school psychologists in the Prepared School Site community. Together, let's keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep making a difference. One student, one solution, one empowered educator at a time.